0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today we're doing episode 738, and I'm grateful to have a guest, and I made a fatal mistake. I didn't ask the pronunciation, so I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Alain Dumasau.
2: That is beautiful. Perfect. I'm am amazed. Welcome to the show, Alain. Oh, thank you so much, Callum, for having me here. Looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Fabulous. Well, I do speak a little French, and so I was able to do the French pronunciation and guess that that might be right. So I'm grateful to have guessed right. Anyway, so, so I always start with a single... Uh, well, no, before... I'm, I'm, I have a don't have a list of questions. I just have one. That I always ask, but I'll ask it in a minute. So you, you were telling me just before we started something about men waking up, and I, um, <clears throat> I picked this background behind me with this warrior here, just because I did. And my my curiosity question is, when you think about the battle, the work that's required to take control of life. And you see this picture of this dude which is just a picture in armor what comes up for you about the battle for men to take sensible and reasonable control of their lives and add good to the
2: world Oh what a great question Colin you know for me but seeing that picture that background there really says to me is is about have, helping having men understand that while we have the power to create great change and and in even damage in our lives and the lives around us do we have also have the internal fortitude to be able to understand and how to sheath and armor that. And I think that's, that's the big thing for, for guys. I think we spend so much time, you know, not necessarily expressing how we feel about things. And then when we finally do, we have this volcanic eruption. And so we're really challenged in being, being able to manage that essence of who we truly are as, as, the, as individuals. And so when I see that, I think of the, you know, of the mighty samurai warrior who, while he while he has the sword, he knows just when and how to use it. And and if we can teach more men how to do that, then I think we're creating a better place for the in the world today. So why do you think why do you think it is
1: so hard for men, especially men who are trying to do something important, and whether or not it's the right important thing or not, it's a different question. But men that are trying to do something important, why is it so hard to tell the truth really and to talk about how they feel or we feel? I'll include me in that. Why is that so hard?
2: Yeah, I think there's lots of things that's going on with that question. And if we start back from even back in childhood, and many of us, you know, I'm I'm in my mid-50s here. Many of us were in my generation, were raised with that we needed that our our maleness, our excitedness, how how we interacted in the world were really tamed down you know children to be seen and not heard you know not to not to to push and to challenge things to be quiet all the time and I think we started by that and then then we've learned these coping mechanisms in order to protect ourselves from from having from stepping outside of that boundary and then if you look just even in the last five to ten years and how the discussion now on this toxic masculinity is coming in and we're looking at how society has deemed what is truly masculine. And we have this conversation all the time in my work. And, you know, as a, you know, in my generation, that would have been, you know, guys like Clint Eastwood and that, who you would look at, that was the epitome of what it meant to be a man, but truly is, is that who we are as men? And, and what if that doesn't work for us? And so I think our work today and why we are, we're challenged with that is that we do struggle with the idea of what does it mean to be a man for me? And I think that's an individual decision for all of us. But it really comes down to being able to express our true nature and the skills and the things that we possess in life. And when we can do that from from a centered place, as opposed to being the two spectrums of it, being far too weak or far too too, uh, aggressive with it, then I think we're showing exactly who we truly are.
1: So the question, it's fabulous, and I agree with you. I'm going to dive in a little bit more to why we created it, the framework that you know you can't express yourself but we'll do that in a minute yeah the podcast is a, the ultimate life your ultimate life and i define it just because i think it's useful to have a definition as a life of purpose prosperity and joy that we create by serving with our gifts so that's that's my definition and if Alain gave me a definition of the ultimate life what would what would you say
2: it wouldn't be much further than that i would what i would add to it is that being able to live your ultimate life is being able to live in alignment with our values and our beliefs and that in when I, and what i mean by that is being able to live in that we are congruent with our words thoughts and actions in that we and that we come from that place that our an ultimate life is an inside out journey and one of the quotes that always uh, that that really resonated me over time is the the essence of destiny you know you'll watch your words for watch your thoughts for they become words choose your words for they become actions you know study your actions they become your habits understand your habits because you develop your character and watch your character for it becomes your destiny and i think it's so important that that when we can be in that kind of an alignment and i don't necessarily think that that's an everyday thing to be an ultimate life because i think we have moments when we're truly in flow and there are moments when we're outside of flow but it's being able to come back to that as as quickly and as as consistently as possible is what truly means to ultimately live that that purposeful life
1: you know i don't think we were born out of integrity i don't think we were born weird so that we live constrained or out of alignment and there is so much conversation about authenticity and living in integrity and alignment and all that other stuff if we weren't born that way what happens so that by the time you're two or ten or twenty that you're busted completely and you live that way until you take this tremendous amount of work to somehow get back in alignment what happens
2: yeah, that's a great question. I, I think I think what in ultimately ends up by happening with that is that because we're, when we come into this the, we're still trying to find our way, we're trying to find our path. And I would say I would suggest that all of us were raised with imperfect parents and in and an imperfect world and so we struggle with trying to find that that road, that peace that says that this is how what alignment looks like. And and the way we find that through our lives is by being sort of by surrounding ourselves with, with strong people, uh, strong people of character, the right mentors to be able to take us from one step to the next. And it's not necessarily going to be that one mentor that's going to give you all the answers, but it's going to take you to that one step, to that next step on the ladder or that rung on the ladder that gets us closer and closer to who we are. Because in my, my fundamental belief that what I value today is not the same as what I valued two years ago or five years ago. And so it's this constant honing. It's that, it's that ability to keep whittling and we're molding and shaping us. It's the, you know, it's the statue of David idea, right? We're always chiseling and refining and getting closer to what, whom it is that we, we believe we are. And I think that's really the, the work that we're here to do.
1: One of the things that powers my work and, and it goes right along the idea with alignment is we were we all have gifts we came to this universe this world with some kind of gifts and i i don't know about you but i don't believe that there's much framework or teaching or at least as we grew up and i don't know if it's any different now that really encourages us to find and to develop the gifts that we have there's sort of this box it says okay you go here and do that what do you think about that
2: i would totally agree with that i think because of how the system and how we this whole society has been set up we've been taught to learn learn to read and write arithmetic do the do that piece but it doesn't teach us or bring us propel us towards anything of necessary value and i think it's because we sit there and you know i can remember we've all been asked right what do you want to be when you grow up you know, and it would be your typical answers, depending on the time of uh, where you're raised, you know, I want to be a you know a football player or a firefighter or, or what have you, but it doesn't necessarily resonate with who we are. And I think it takes a keen eye as that person. I keep coming back to the idea of mentors and a mentor doesn't necessarily need, need to be somebody outside your family circle. It could be, it could be parents. It could be Older siblings. I'm the oldest in my family, but in my family, in my greater family, I was one of the younger ones, and so there were always other other mentors, other people around to help guide that that direction and get an opportunity to play with things and get a sense of it, truly what it is that I enjoy and and what are the things that I didn't care for so much and how to move forward in, in my life. So I think it it does a lot it has a lot to do with that.
1: So I agree, and I, I would even go so far to say that I don't think the system set up to even provide any kind of exploration or mentoring or any of that. And if you had any of that, you were lucky. I look back, and I don't think it was a intentional neglect on the part of my parents. I mean, I was raised in a two-parent household, but I had zero mentoring. I had a lot of discipline that today would be actually felony child abuse, but yes. it was aimed at you have to do these things this is what you do and there was no exploration it was do this so i and and then with the requisite it breaks you all to pieces and you have to put yourself back together again so so where you are today is on a path of helping people so i want you to tell me a little bit about We've talked about the brokenness and the system that doesn't work and everything. And if you're farther up the mountain today than you were at some point in the past, yesterday, last year, five years ago, what I know for sure is you didn't fall up the mountain. So tell me a little bit about about this work, this journey of, of getting to where you are today.
2: Absolutely. Well, I think the the whole part of the journey was really about. We talk a lot in my work about be everyone being on their own hero's quest or their own hero's journey. What I and why I like that that archetype that idea is that in each and every stage in my life that there were opportunities for me to learn and grow. And we were talking just before getting on the on the show today. Early in my career, I was a I was a professional chef. We competed in the culinary Olympics. Yeah, there's an Olympics for cooks. And this is during an era when there wasn't. There wasn't a food TV network and Bobby Flay and all the cool stuff that's today. But while professionally that was outstanding, personally, the life, my life was falling apart. And I find that even to this day, that that's the same thing that happens with many, and I focus in men's work. So with many men, we have aspects of our life that we put so much time and energy and effort into. And it's doing phenomenal for us, but yet we take other parts of our life for granted. And it's when we do that and we forget about the other important things in our life that we struggle. And so really the work is to come back and to really define what it is important for you. And that, again, for me, comes back to really looking at and evaluating our, my, my values and beliefs. Are they serving, to, serving me today or do they need, to be, do they need adjusting? Is it, a, is it something that I, can, that I need to continue to do or just something that's different? And it always then comes back to, well, what are my actions truly saying? I'm saying I'm doing the exercise and and I value this and I value that. But if my actions are incongruent, we're not in alignment, then we are truly having that struggle. And that's where I think, you know, in our men's work is that we provide that opportunity, that space for guys to get back into alignment with who they are, to live from the highest version and vision of themselves, as opposed to living somebody else's, borrowed values and beliefs because a lot of times i truly believe that's what ends up by happening to us and that's why we struggle with finding purpose and meaning i I
1: completely agree we live somebody else's script all the time now you've done some of this work or a lot of it ton of it and you are leading some people in that and providing space and opportunity for them to get that alignment to tell the truth about what they really want if you had to describe who your values like, okay, you've done the work, you're leading some group. Can you tell me, after doing this work, what is it, truthfully, that you, that Alain finds is the most important, impactful, true version of himself that really lights him up? What is that?
2: Yeah, for me, it's about living consciously in each and every moment. It's about being able to, to spend, spend time in helping men find that, that same conscious, intentional action and when i'm living intentionally and purposefully then i know that that i'm truly doing my work or i'm doing uh, god's work for another way to put it and it's when that's not happening and i t- have that check-in and see that how do i feel about this today am i truly in touch with what's happening then i know that that the, the, that i'm off uh, that i'm off balance and it's to come back and be able to to get in alignment with that and so that the most story that i get is really being in front of working with men, whether that's through mentoring or teaching them, guiding them through, through how to develop a vision, a personal vision for themselves. It's about doing that work. And when I'm doing that, then I know I'm truly living for my highest purpose.
1: You know, it's interesting because nearly everyone that talks about this, including me, f- says something, some version of that, which is, I... Get my greatest joy when i'm helping other people do good stuff to say it short in a short form we can wax poetic but i'm just curious why do you think or how do you why do you know maybe you know maybe you think that we are happiest when we are in service when we are loving and serving people around us why is that the happiest place for it?
2: You know, I and one of the I just love this question, the, the Kellen. I, I think it's so. The reason why I believe it's so important for us is that we are built as relational people, and for men, that can be hard for us because we weren't raised to think like that. But we are all here, no matter what, because of a relationship. And forget about whether that was a good or a bad relationship. We came here to this planet through a relationship and when we can remain in relationship you know you can spend the time and there's lots of guys that like to do the lone wolf thing and you know they can handle it on themselves and do all that but the true growth as men is when we can be in our pain and then be it be in that and share it with others and share with others in a healthy way and be in relationship and community with others and that is why that is so ingrained in us that It's a calling. It's a pull for us to do it. And whether that calling says that you need to be the one to be up front or participate, it doesn't really matter, but it's ingrained in us. And we can be quiet long enough to hear it. Then we recognize that our true, our true being is about being in an act of service in one way or another. And that's where we truly find our greatest gifts.
1: So you said two things I want to dig into. One is this idea that we're supposed to somehow be able to do things alone. And we're not. We're we're built that way. And that's a myth and it's wrong and it's damaging and it's hurtful. And I'll just say it like that. And somebody can disagree or be pissed about it. I really don't care. We aren't built like that as people. And so I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's not about being squishy or about any of that stuff. It's about the truth of our creation is we
2: are built to love and serve each other. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We totally are. And I'm not, don't get me wrong. There are, and you know, and I'm one of those guys, I'll put my hand up. There's lots of stuff I do on my own. There's lots of stuff that takes that personal drive to do. However, the journey is way more fun, way more enjoyable when I can share it with others, whether that be a, a spouse, a partner, or, a, or in a community of other men, the enjoyment level factor is so much more and the accomplishment, the, the breadth of what happens just expands and so i'm not saying that you sh- you can't you can't make it as being the lone wolf that's that's fine i just think that on my deathbed do i want to be dying do i want to be in a room by myself or is it an opportunity to be be surrounded by some people because you cho- you've chosen to go to take others along with you in your journey
1: and no one's going to be happy if they die a lone wolf i, I can think. guarantee that the other thing you said in that uh, little piece was if you can be still long mm-hmm. enough. To me, that is was such a thing I wanted to ask about. So in, in helping men uh, learn to tell the truth, learn to be okay with having feelings, learn to intentionally create relationships, not out of weakness, but out of the pure joy of sharing, mm-hmm. what is the role and what do you help people do to get to this thing where they can be still and connect with those feelings inside and out validate, authenticate, like tell me about how that works in what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that, there's two things that happens in each, in each of our meetings. And when we get together, the first thing is that is we have, we have a purposeful intention. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, invocation that starts and sets the tone for, for what we're inviting in our space. And it's an opportunity for, for us, because probably throughout the day, at least in the work with, some, with the gentleman I work with, we, we, don't, we haven't even taken the opportunity to just, to just settle into the day. And so here's an opportunity for them to start to practice purposeful intention. And so we start with an invocation that invites an opportunity for us to just calm down and breathe into what it is that we're about to, to get into. And then we end our, our time together with a benediction and giving thanks for it so how how could that look on a day-to-day life what if uh, tomorrow morning instead of jumping out of bed and grabbing your phone and checking to see what was going on instead you took that moment to go and sit somewhere sit in your favorite chair whatever it is and just take a moment just to count to 10 and take a breath i like meditation i do meditation i do a visioning practice you might not be at that point but just let's just keep it real simple And to just sit there and contemplate, what is it that I would like to have happen for today? Is it, do you want to, maybe you're somebody that you get angry all the time. Maybe you want to have this day be a day where you're not as angry or you catch yourself, whatever it is you choose. And then at the end of the day, take another few minutes instead of watching the TV before you get to do that, do the same exercise. How would, how did that day go for me? Did you improve by one, two percent? We don't need to look at earth-shattering changes here. It's about taking a step, and I think when we do these practices, it starts us into the journey of, of contemplation and slowing down, because everything in this life is about do, do, do. This just how society's driven it to us.
1: So there's a that's fabulous. I agree with you, and in fact, uh, I've written. I don't know, 18 books or something. And the first five that I wrote was a five volume series on meditation, which, Mm -hmm. because I agree with you so much. And that's probably the thing that saved my life during years of addiction and everything else. But anyway, I couldn't agree more. And the question I have out of that is if you're an athlete or a professional of any kind of actor or musician or a singer or an athlete do you warm up before the meet or afterwards
2: yeah you're doing them you're doing them both right there's still an opportunity for you to to prepare and get ready for the for the meet or the practice or whatever it is you're getting it yourself involved into it's about priming the pump and getting prepared for what it is you're about to do and then at the end, there's still, you know, unless uh, you know, and if you, unless you you choose not to, there's still an opportunity to to gear down a bit, to take an opportunity to to settle down into what has just transpired, and the and the top athletes are doing that. You see that even more so today on the sidelines or what have you, still working through and and burning off or change changing the the energy that they've had going through through their bodies during the the peak moments, and I think that's That is just part and parcel of why they excel at such a high rate.
1: I I wanna agree with you. And I asked the question that we I did because sometimes people talk about they object to the idea of a morning routine or morning ritual because they don't have time or they have to get up or da-da-da. And the reason I asked, well, does an athlete warm up before? Of course they do. You don't go do the hard things that you warm up and and i think of what you said your morning meditation or however you craft it and i have a very elaborate ritual but uh, it's not elaborate the same every day it's long but whatever it's before the day and the reason is so that i can play at peak Hmm. efficiency and so in my mind it's not even i mean obviously you can warm up anytime you want But if you don't do it in the beginning, then everything you did before that is without the benefit of that preparation.
2: Well, it's like flying from the seat of your pants, right? And how often do we do that in our life? You know, one of the things we always say is that, you know, many of us are, you know, sleepwalking through life. We just repeat the same thing over and over again. There is no thought, there is no depth to it. And when we take that opportunity to truly have purposeful intention, the things that we accomplish in that day is just tremendous. if you just did this simple exercise of, of jotting down what your to-do list, if that's the thing that you do, and you had purposeful intent going into the day, you'll find that you took care of the, the most important things on that list. Maybe not more, but you got accomplished more because you were purposeful and took care of the things that needed to be taken care of as opposed to fighting fires and doing the things from the seat of your pants.
1: I love that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree at all. I agree 100%. So I have one more question about this ultimate life thing. So we hear a lot of people talking about, you know, do what you love and the money will follow live your dreams and a lot of hype internet programs and, you know, just on and on and on about all that. So my question is this, do you believe that it is possible for a person to live on a day-to-day
2: basis, that life, that ultimate life, or is that all just hype? I totally believe that 100% that we can. And in order to do that, we need to be clear on exactly what that looks and and feels like for us. And then when we're clear on that, that we will live that ultimate life to to the level that we believe that we are capable of doing it and so i think all of us have that and there'll be and i had mentioned earlier there'll be moments of time when you're in flow and it feels like this is the most perfect thing that that a time that i'm ever happening and then there'll be moments in that same day where life doesn't feel as as in flow but the key is how is where your level of belief is and how clear we are and i think when we do that work for sure all of us have the opportunity to live and I would suggest that we are living it at some, at some degrees our ultimate life.
1: I agree with you. I think it's possible and it's possible today and being happy. Isn't I'll be happy. When I make this much money, I have a different job. I fix my spouse or my kids or my this, or I get healthier. or I get out of the hospital or whatever it is. You can be happy today. It's a choice and it's a state of mind. So I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent. Tell me more um, specifically as much whatever you want to about the work that you do. So a man comes to you somehow, however they come, and they are confused or frustrated. Maybe they're having money problems or relationship problems or both or whatever it is. Like, what do you do to help me wake up, to live more awakened, to start my, my game down this more enlightened path?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing we do is we resolve some of the conflict that they're having in their life, and, and what I see say is that we're all challenged with, with being not being clear on exactly who we are, where we are, and where and who we want to where we what we uh, want to aspire to become. And so, why that's so important is that when we can be clear on exactly where we are and we take responsibility for that, then there's no more kidding around. Now we can't say you no longer say that it's somewhere else's fault. Or the lie, it's not. It's not up for me. And so we start by making sure that the men that work with us take full responsibility and accountability for where they're at. Once we have, once we're at that base and we've got that foundation, we understand that I'm owning now the part that it's for me to own. We start to really dive into what uh, I call is the very first piece of work that we do is called the Return of the King, and it's a and it's a module process that takes them from the start of where they're at. They've taken responsibility for things. And at the end of it, they'd be able to, they're able to craft a life vision statement for who they aspire to become, and it gives them the clarity for the path that they can now start to walk. And in doing that powerful work, we get the, the get involved now with. So again, I'm real big on not being a lone wolf here. Is that we work within a group men, group mentorship program. So there's lots of guys now all at different stages of their path and where they're at, where they're going. So the support. Is there to help them help them get there, so they get clarity. We've brought, provided them now with a compass, so this this roadmap with the return of the king. They have community, now people for them to, to, to support and help them uplift them. And when when they're falling off the path off the path, to give them a gentle, friendly kick in the butt, pants to say, okay, buddy, you gotta, let's get back in back in alignment." And when we do those things, then generally I find that the guys that work with us start to see greater change in their life, not just in one particular aspect, but in all aspects of their life, because they're showing up much more consciously. You know, when
1: I talk to people, lots, and I talk about a declaration of being, I -hmm. call it a PTAC, personal truth and commitment statement, but it's what you're describing. A lot of people will say, oh yeah, yeah, I went to some seminar and I declared, I am a kind, wonderful, powerful, passionate, you know, and they list this thing. And they went and got it somewhere, if they can find it in the binder. And obviously that doesn't mean anything and had no has no and had no effect. It might have been fun to do at the time. How important is it for in the return of the king for a for a man to craft a vision that comes from his soul, that resonates with his heart, and that when he says it or hears it, it makes him just
2: somewhere between want to scream and weep. How how important is that? It is the most foundational, most important piece of the work that we do. Once they have that place, it's really hard now for them when, when they start to fall off the path for them to now be able to backpedal. Because this isn't, and I really like the analogy of going to a seminar and doing this work. This type of work that we do, this Return of the King, isn't something that will happen while you could probably do it in a weekend. The truth of the matter is is that it takes a lot more contemplation than that. You've spent X number of years on this planet. You've developed values, beliefs, and a bunch of other things that no longer serve you. And it takes time to unpack that and unravel that piece. And so this work is, is deep. So by the time you get to the point of writing crafting, it's generally over a 10, uh, 10 week pro- process. You've really started to unpack the key, the most important parts of the, that makes you up as an individual. And so it's really difficult now to be able to go backwards because it didn't, you've spent some time really understanding the pieces of who you are.
1: So I love that. I think the creating a PTAC, which I have memorized and I say it in my own voice and I listen to it every day and I say it every day and I, To guide me, I think you're right. I think that that's one of the two most important things that I've ever done in the since I my whole life changed in 2007. That's one, and the other is the creation of a morning ritual that supports that. Yeah. Um. So we're 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 about at time. So give me a for the men that are listening or the women that are listening who know a man, what would you leave me with about my opportunity to change who I'm being, to get rid of the stories and live a leveled up life?
2: Yeah, I, I would I would leave them with this. Start by make, taking responsibility for the three areas I just spoke about. Take responsibility for where you are in life, because every where you are today is based on all the decisions you've made up until this point. And that when you've done made that, when you can own up to that, then just know that every decision moving forward gives you the opportunity to change the life that you're that you're aspiring for. And the second is to take responsibility for who you are. So who you are today, how did I come up to be this person? And then again, you have the opportunity to make that change. And when we start with that as the foundation, everything and everything in, in your future is up for change.
1: That's fabulous. For people that want to find out more about you or get a hold of you or learn about your programs, where should they go?
2: Best place for them to go is to go to the awakenedman.net. That's where you're going to find all access to our, our group mentoring program, as well as the, uh, I do have a Hero's Quest, a one-on-one coaching program as well.
1: Alain, I want to thank you for being part of our program today, for sharing this optimistic and hopeful opportunity.
2: Well, thank you so much, Kellen, for uh, for the work that you're doing. A fan- just phenomenal work. Love, the, love your story, and I really appreciated being on the show.
1: Listeners, I want you to take advantage of this. This is just another example of someone who lived one way, who made a discovery, and who lived another way, and now helps people make those changes. It's never too late for you to Get a hold of your life and do the things you need to do to create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukeger.